0: From Blue Wire Podcast. On
1: the second day of Deadball, a Snavely gave to me a frozen FA Cup
0: tie for thee. Oh, I like
1: that. I got you. Frozen. That's right. It is the second day of the 12 days of dead ball. And me, myself, Adam Whitaker Snavely, is bringing to you, listener, and to you, Drew. Drew Snavely. A story about the FA Cup in a time of yore. But you know what? That's just how it goes. And if you are into that sort of thing, stick around. Because we're going to be right back after this commercial break. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by Indeed. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by BetOnline. The wait is finally over. Football is back. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, this is the 12 Days of Dead Ball, brought to you by Bet Online and Indeed. And as always, we're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Me, myself,
0: Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother, Drew Snavely. We are here. We are here. And we are ready for a frozen FA Cup tie.
1: Ooh, we are here for a frozen FA Cup tie. Drew, the FA Cup, as we both know, the oldest soccer
0: competition in the world. Yes, we as both it- know that. Possibly just me knew before I said no, that to you. No, I did know. <laughs> I definitely said that in one of my stories earlier on in sure, our time. In our time of, I just of podcasting. Of podcasting. Uh, I just momentarily was like, is it really? But yes.
1: It is. It totally is. Yes. Thanks to it being the oldest soccer competition in the world, it's also been the source of several of our stories. Yes. We've had more than a couple FA Cup stories. But this one is a little bit different. This story goes back to the competition of the 1962-1963 season, Ways back. And what was perhaps the longest single round in FA Cup history. Oh. I don't actually have confirmation of that. I okay. couldn't find anything that specifically said that, but I feel like reading and writing the story and once you have heard this story You probably would agree with me that this is probably true. Yes. Given that most FA Cup rounds are like, at most like a week or two, given like replays,
0: yeah, kind of thing.
1: I feel like this is probably the longest. Okay.
0: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. It it seems seems probable. Let's get it. So, the FA Cup kicked off its early rounds without much trouble in November of 1962. A simpler time.
0: Yeah, man, way simpler. Man hadn't been on the moon yet. The war was not happening. The war was over. The war was over. The war was over. The Beatles were
1: here, or at least on their way. The Beatles were the 60s, so I know that they were around the
0: time. They were definitely alive. Yeah, they were definitely alive. In Each the... individually. And
1: I would even say that they were kicking.
0: They were probably together yeah. at this point.
1: They were they were playing. Yeah. They were definitely playing. Yeah, they
0: were strumming. Some things.
1: But the FA Cup was kicking off. Oh, yeah. And they played their first and second rounds. This set up the third round of the FA Cup to be played in January. And the third round also happened to be when clubs from the first two divisions joined the competition, which is, like, the most exciting time. Because that's the time when... Giant Killers. Yeah, a bunch of minnows are looking to bring big popular clubs to the ground, be Giant Killers. You know the vibes. I,
0: I don't remember uh, what the team name is, but it's a um, Chelsea Drew, I, I believe it's Chelsea. Maybe it was Man City, but I want to say it was Chelsea, drew a team that is like, um, it's like the lowest tiered team to qualify for the FA Cup ever. This year, and so their Chelsea is going to play at their home field, which I'm assuming is like similar to like a high school. Yeah,
1: similar to like going to play in Bratsburg. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> or even like Bath, New York. Yeah, <laughs> I'll
0: have to look that up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the best stories from English soccer history come from these games. The only time you'll see such small clubs play such like massive international juggernaut kind of type of clubs and that's
0: the magic of the cup as they say
1: which they do say a lot
0: they really do (laughs) sometimes i wish they would say it less maybe say it less next time yeah maybe a little bit
1: (laughs) now lincoln city and coventry city however were both minnows at this point yes neither one of them were a big club you know on the one hand you had coventry city who were in the third division. And on the other hand, you had Lincoln City, who were
0: in the fourth division. So both of them, small clubs, definitely. You you know, this is kind of random, but the one time that I played football manager, Mm -hmm. I played with Lincoln City, and it was a lot of fun. How did that go for you? I won the league, got promoted. was well on my way to the Premier League um, because we started in League One. Okay, third division. Yeah. And then we moved up to the championship, and I was really close to the Premier League when I deleted the game. Because yeah, I was like spending too much time on it. Oh, I was going to say, you lost
1: interest, but no, you had too much interest. Yes, too much interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of and I kind of went with just, like, saying third, fourth division to avoid
0: Because, like, confusion. during those years, it's... Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's just... It's all names and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, both of them small clubs, 3rd and 4th Division. On the other hand, both would probably consider themselves lucky to have drawn each other as opposed to teams like Matt Busby's new Busby Babes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Who also entered the competition in the 3rd round. Yes.
0: And would go on to To win win. that edition of the FA Cup. See? It was literally like... Two episodes ago, yeah, a couple weeks ago, so that we just talked about this, and I said, "Wow, this all ties together nicely." If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go check out you the should Busby Babes. Totally go check that out. For
1: reference, United in that round were drawn with Second Division Huddersfield Town, uh, and they won five 5-0
0: man so Waterfield town what bullet, a name
1: bullet dodged for lincoln and coventry i'd say <laughs> yes <laughs> you don't want to walk into that in the third round no
0: absolutely not
1: no the third round of the 1962 1963 fa cup was scheduled to take place on january 5th 1963 as we have talked before a very, very congested schedule in England around Christmas to New Year's, and this was kind of also in that time frame. There's yeah. just a lot of games happening. There were 32 games to be played. Unfortunately, for everyone involved, only three of those games took place on that day. What? That's because the 1962 1963 winter in the United Kingdom is historically known as the Big Freeze. <laughs> Oh, wow. One of the coldest winters on record for the UK. Yeah. Multiple cold weather systems originating over Scandinavia drifted over to the UK. Heck yeah. And immediately began setting records for snowfall and created intense freezes around the country. Man. By the end of December, a blizzard had created snow drifts as high as 20 feet in South England and Wales. What the heck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like real apocalyptic type, yeah, type stuff. that's crazy. Like real... Well, I mean... When they said Big Freeze, they really weren't kidding. No, no absolutely not. We're
1: talking, like, Lake Ontario. Yeah. Like, when people are like, Owego. Yeah. The real like, small New York upstate towns. Yeah,
0: Oswego. Those, that's the type of snow that... Like, we, yeah, like, Oswego got, like, uh, 112 inches of snow that one year. Yeah,
1: this is the type of snow that we're talking about the UK getting.
0: Buffalo had... a. Uh, Eight-foot snowstorm a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it's, it's it happens. what happens.
1: It's what happens over the Great Lakes. And this is what happened to the UK in the end of 1962 and the beginning of 1963. That is insane. Uh, in January, the North Sea, which is the part, so there's the English Channel, right? Uh-huh. And then there is, which is all technically like the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. But there's the English Channel, which is the portion between France. England and France, and then there is, just north of that, what is called the North Sea. Okay. Which is still between England and France, and then higher up between like England and Belgium and England and the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But it's called the North Sea. Okay. Um, in January, the North Sea froze up to a mile offshore Wow. from Kent, the southeasternmost county in England, across the channel in Dunkirk. Uh-huh popular movie you may have heard of popular the sea froze up to four miles offshore what the heck yeah there was four miles of frozen ice that was covering the ocean
0: and this is ocean yeah yes like
1: (laughs) this ain't no river no no this is not a pond oh my gosh
0: that's how cold it got that's insane Mm
1: -hmm. uh the northern reaches of the river thames also froze although they didn't actually freeze around where it cuts through london okay because of a couple power plants i learned that kind of uh, warmed warm the, the waters yeah
0: the, the lake the river <laughs> just warming the and lake it's just warm that lake over there. <laughs> you know not a big
1: deal we're gonna warm oh, the lake up gosh but yeah we're talking about like historic cold mm-hmm. i think it said it was the coldest winter on record or like the coldest january in the uk on record since like the 1870s or something like that okay so we're talking about like a century event yes <laughs> it's kind of a big deal yeah this was a problem for playing soccer <laughs> as
0: as you might imagine i was gonna say if it's snowing like 20 feet i guess it's kind of hard to play soccer in sure yeah. yeah
1: where these days most places especially most bigger places more developed and, and richer clubs um they have stuff like under pitch heating
0: yeah so that's that's... why you see some like some pitches that are like elevated and it seems like they drop off crazy well they do drop off crazy Mm -hmm. and i I feel like more players should get hurt than they do falling off the field true but that's what that's it's all like irrigation systems and heating
1: i think that one of the most intense like inclines that i'm always confused about is old trafford
0: old trafford is terrible
1: like, whenever I'm seeing people trying to take a corner kick at Old Trafford, I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how are you even doing that? It's stupid. You have to run up a hill just to get to the ball <laughs> to kick it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of places, e- even in like MLS, like Toronto FC has grass field. And the only way they have grass field is with a really good like under pitch heating system. Wow. I, I didn't guess. realize
0: that they had a grass field. But yeah. that's awesome.
1: But it's crazy. Well, and they have not only do they have a grass field, but Toronto FC shares their field with the Toronto Ar- Argonauts, the CFL team. Oh, wow. The Canadian Football yeah. Team. That's S- cra- That
0: is really crazy. Yeah.
1: That that they have a real grass field and they managed to keep it up for both those teams is yeah. wild. Um so yeah, it was a crazy crazy winter. Most places now today might be able to get through some of that. But back then, it was a problem. Yeah, In fact, the foremost anti-snow and snow soccer advancement at the time was probably the Orange High Visibility Ball. Yes. We love the Orange Ball. You gotta have it. (laughs) Which had started being made just a few years before in the 1950s. Now you know.
0: Didn't know the origins of the Orange Ball.
1: Yep. The orange ball came in around the nineteen fifties, actually, and that was pretty close to the same time that the white ball came in. The orange gins, <laughs> the orange gins, um, yeah. The so for a long time it was just a brown leather, and then they started making the white ball because it had better visibility, obviously, um, and by just by whitewashing the leather. And they said, "Well, when it's snowing, we need a ball too," and so they painted it orange. It's true. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, you know.
0: They literally just painted it orange. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, they okay. painted it and like clear coated or something. I guess that's it. easy. <laughs> that's, that's 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 what they had at the time. Yeah. So so they did it. So if you're going to play in the snow, you are either going to just have a terrible game, or you're going to postpone it. Yes. Because those were your two options. Yes. Only three matches managed to be played on January 5th, 1963, when all these matches were scheduled to take place. Somehow Sunderland and Preston North End managed to get their match off in the North of England. Don't know how that happened. Yeah. But they played it. Wow. <laughs> um also Chelsea and Tranmere Rovers got their match off just south of them in Merseyside, which is still pretty far north. And then uh Plymouth Argyle and West Brom managed to play in Plymouth, which is in uh, close to England's southwest coast, yeah. which makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Plymouth Argyle actually has one of my more favorite crests. Has the big ship.
0: There, yeah, Plymouth Argyle has a very cool crest, um, and I have a friend who is a big Plymouth Argyle fan. How? does not support any other team in England besides Plymouth Argyle.
1: How again I say how?
0: I Think he has like some family connections to the club? That it feels like he would have to. Yeah. <laughs> and that is it. That's such a random <laughs> club to Yeah, pick. it really is. They're like in the 3rd or 4th division right now. Uh I believe they are in League 2. So Wait, yeah, maybe fourth. League 1. So yeah, 3rd or 4th. No, I think League 1 actually. So third. Yeah, yeah. 3rd division.
1: So yeah, 3 games. Managed to be played on the date that they were said to have played it. Lincoln and Coventry City, waiting to play in the Midlands, where Lincoln is located. Yes. Rescheduled their match for a couple days later, which a bunch of other matches did because the snow was so bad. And a bunch of man- a bunch of other matches managed to pull off. Hey, we'll just shovel the field. Off. There was there was a bunch of matches that postponed for like a week or two later and managed to get their game off. And it was fine and cool. However, when it became clear that it was still far too cold and snowy to play the game on the rescheduled date, they postponed again. Many clubs, actually, had to reschedule their FA Cup tie a couple times, but managed to finally complete their third round tie at the end of January or the beginning of February. Which means the third round of the FA Cup would already, theoretically, be an incredibly long one of more than a month. Yeah. That's how long this round has already lasted. Do you want to take a guess, Drew? Oh gosh. At how many times Lincoln City and Coventry City had to reschedule their game? Uh
0: gosh, man. You
1: know that it's more than once. More
0: than once. <laughs> definitely. Uh it's the longest round of the FA Cup ever. I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I think It has to be um i guess i'd be i guess i would say like four games four games like four matches it's like okay you reschedule it once it doesn't work out you reschedule it again it doesn't work out you reschedule it a a third time at that point it's like okay maybe we should just do a coin flip and somebody advances
1: drew in the realm of like the hot cold
0: close game. Yeah. You are ice cold. Oh gosh. Well, it is the big freeze. So
1: 15 times. 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln City and Coventry Skiddy and Coventry City had to reschedule their third round FA Cup tie 15 times.
0: Did were they just like rescheduling it one day at a time? Like, all right. Can't play Sunday. I, I think let's play it looks fun Monday.
1: At, no, it couldn't have because they also had to figure out league league games. League game were schedules. league games being rescheduled? At I all? mean, league games were probably being rescheduled, but also there were like teams managing to play their games in January and February and stuff. So it was clear that there were like windows of time. Yeah. but the the. Deep cold and snow in conjunction with all everything else meant that they had to reschedule their game 15 times. Jeez, that is crazy. (laughs) Over the course of two months, the two teams rescheduled their games a bunch of times before finally, finally, they were able to play their FA Cup third round game on March 6th, 1963. The round that had begun on January 5th Had nearly stretched into spring. Oh my gosh. And you might think that after all this time, you would be in for a battle for the ages. And these teams ready to go at it. And well, you'd be wrong because Coventry City annihilated Lincoln City by a score of five to one. Gosh, man. (laughs) Which would be actually a sign of things to come for Coventry. Yeah. Who would march up the third division and then the second division to get promoted to the first division for the first time in the club history? by 1967 where they would remain for 34 years wow coventry yeah. city were a first division side for 34 years stretching well into the, the premier league era yeah they like, actually did not get relegated into the championship until the 2000s it,
0: they oh so it was, it more was like than well they, they got there in
1: 1967 and they were there for 34 years so oh, it was like 2001 okay, okay. yeah when yeah, they were yeah. relegated
0: Dang. That's wild, and which have, is which is crazy. They to haven't think been about. back since. Nope, have not. <laughs> which is sad.
1: It's crazy to think about though, yeah. because I'm like, oh, Coventry City, that sounds like a small team. Yeah, but they were a like a first division mainstay for a long, long time. Yeah. Lincoln City would remain in the fourth division until the mid 70s. Yeah, when they won promotion, only to go promptly back down. Checks out. And they have bounced around lower leagues since then, even dropping out of the football league a couple times. Yes, unfortunate Lincoln City. Mm. Better luck next time. As insane as that wait for the round to finish was, it still wasn't over.
0: <laughs> what?
1: As there were multiple replays that had to be postponed after their original matches had ended in a draw.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I hate the FA Cup so much. <laughs> it's like, you tied, so you're going to play a replay. Yep. Everybody else just like gets a bye, uh-huh. essentially. You have to add another game to your schedule. Yep.
1: A few of them... Oh, uh... I lost my place here. Uh, There were multiple replays that also had to be postponed after the original matches ended in a draw. A few of them occurring on and even after the date of the Lincoln City-Coventry City match. The round, which began on January 5th, didn't officially end until March 11th, 1963, when Middlesbrough defeated Blackburn Rovers 3-1 in a replay. Mm. That means that the third round of the 1962-1963 FA Cup lasted 66 days well more than two months. The fourth round actually began more than a month after the third round ended, <laughs> before the last several rounds were forced... Uh, yeah, so, so a few teams that managed to get their games off were drawn together for the next round, and they just played their match before the third round ended. Oh my gosh. Before all these other teams... Yeah. Liverpool is one of the teams that yeah. actually played in the beginning fourth round match that started before the third round matches
0: yeah i'm like oh i'm not waiting for these guys let's (laughs) just play and they
1: really didn't (laughs) um the last several rounds were forced to take place in two week increments to fit it all in before the season was over
0: yeah
1: coventry played their fourth round tie a week after their third round tie because they had to and again did schedule makers no favors when they played Portsmouth to not one, but two draws. Oh
0: my god.
1: Before finally prevailing in the third match between the two clubs. The second replay. Because this was before they went to penalties yes. in the replay match. Oh, yeah. If you drew the second replay, you
0: went and played another replay. I was going to say, penalties like, were very much like a new idea. They new did concept. not do it.
1: They did not do it. They So... Coventry and Portsmouth played each other three different times before finally finishing it off. Uh, Coventry actually did really well in that FA Cup. They made it all the way to the quarterfinals. Oh, wow. Before being bounced by eventual champions. The Busby Babes. Manchester United. Several months later, a Manchester United player by the name of George Best would make his debut. Hey... That is a story of the longest FA Cup round in history. Wow. Some sources for that, Dan Talentire for Bleacher Report, and Peter Cockroft for the BBC. Wow,
0: so cool. Man, I part of me hate, if something like that were to happen today, I would hate it so much. <laughs> but because it happened way back when, and it gives us so much content for this <laughs> podcast. Oh man, we love the content. Just like, how wonky things were back then and it seemed like nobody was acting with uh, a full brain <laughs> like maybe we should change some rules <laughs> yeah you're seriously telling me that you're making a, a team play three games <laughs> to decide who just advances to the I next know. round like come on there's gotta be something better than this nope no they just gotta play again they just gotta play again <laughs> oh man well thank you adam for that second story Of the 12 Days of Deadball. Namaste. Namaste. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, you can follow us on social media. We're at deadballpod on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook. We have the email account, which is deadballpod at gmail.com. If you want to buy merch, great time to buy stuff for people. Christmas season, baby. Uh, We have a Teespring store, and the link is in the description below. I believe that's everything except for... If you also want to support the podcast, ah, we, you can, remembered. You, you we, we remembered. remember this time, you can leave us a rating and review, preferably five stars, preferably a haiku uh, comment. We do love those. That we'd love to highlight you. Yes. In. So uh, I believe that is everything. That's the spiel. Thanks for listening. and We will see you very soon. Bye-bye now.